Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Pivot Podcast. This episode is a little special because Natalie is not with us today, but we do have somebody standing in for Natalie, and that is my husband, Graham. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pivot Podcast, Bean. The Pivot Podcast. Now, it's interesting that you're standing in for Natalie because you don't listen to the Pivot Podcast anymore. I have missed a few. You're episodes. not a, you're not a podcast person. Why? Yeah, I, I don't I don't love podcasts. I um What's the matter with you? Well, I think I think people's uh, voices kind of annoy me sometimes. Does my voice annoy you? No. Good you, answer. <laughs> you have a you have a beautiful voice and so does Natalie. You guys Thank sound you. great together. Thank but you. But I just I get annoyed and um I think it's sometimes it's too slow for me. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather like read about it or. You don't want to listen to the banter. Yeah. Okay. Just sit in the car with my thoughts or I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you are on the Pivot Podcast and this is episode season two, episode four, the one with Phoebe's husband. And you did listen. You did watch the episode. Yes, I did. You did your homework. I did. Yeah. I, I made you come prepared. I'm prepared. You have notes. You have thoughts. Yeah, you're going to be blown away. I, re- I really hope I am. So first question, do you like the show Friends? It's pretty good. I I, I grew up um, kind of watching my, my sister's shows with her. Um, so my, What my, shows? My sister's younger. She's like six years younger than me. So, so like I SpongeBob? Watched a lot of SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob too, but I still watch Friends. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never... Um, I never got super into it, uh, but whenever it was on, I, I enjoyed like the little bits that I'd see, but I just, it, there was so much story. I feel like when I started seeing it, there's nine seasons, 10 seasons, and it's mm-hmm. like, I don't even know. So like when I put it on, what goes through your head? Are you like, ugh, again? Or are you no. like, oh, yay, this is funny. No, I think it's, um, I think it's a, a mutual medium feeling of like, oh, I, I know it makes you happy. Yeah, it does. So I think that uh, I enjoy that it makes you happy. And I think the only time I get annoyed is like if you watch one episode and then you want to watch it again, like for your your review. Like if I'm watching and I'm trying to do a good job in my homework. Yes, exactly. Okay. And then you watch it the second time. It's like, okay. God forbid I'm prepared. But no, I don't, I don't, I enjoy friends. It's pretty good. Do you have a favorite friend? Yeah, I I have two, I would say. Number one. Not this episode, but overall, who's your favorite friend? I think my favorite friend is probably Chandler. Chandler Bing. Chandler Bing. And why? Well, I think he's he's got a good crack. He's yeah. Got, he's funny jokes. He's always kind of breaking it up. And then I feel like I kind of fit. If I, if I was a friend, mm-hmm. I feel like I would be Chandler, if any of them. Yeah. And so... Um, I, I enjoy that. I feel like he just doesn't take things too seriously and it, it is always lighting things mm-hmm. up. So yeah, I th- okay. have to say Chandler. Okay. I'll take that. And then who's your other favorite? Uh, Joey. Joey. I know you like Joey just cause you think he's funny, right? Yeah. He's funny. He's, I love how like dumb and innocent he can be. Yeah. And it really makes me smile. Yeah. Okay. So then who's your least favorite? Probably Phoebe. Well, it's a good thing Natalie's not here because Phoebe's Natalie's favorite. Really? <laughs> and my least favorite. Although this rewatch, I do, I have, I do have some fun things that I do like about Phoebe. Yeah, I mean, I've heard she gets better in the later seasons. She does, and I, I feel like I haven't seen all of those yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, we watched that. La- the last episode was the one where Mister Huggles dies, and that's the one where Phoebe is like fucking around with Ross on evolution and science and all that. And I remember right. we watched that, and you got really mad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that stuff. You didn't like it. It yeah. wasn't entertaining. It's not funny. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've prepared a little game. It's a word association game. <laughs> so basically, I'm going to have each friend, and and I need you to, like, you know, two seconds here. We don't have all day. Spit out the first word that comes to your mind with the friend, okay? Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay, let's go. Chandler. Funny. Monica. Cooking. Joey. 
TV. <laughs> Ross. Boring. Oh, <laughs> Rachel. Crazy. Crazy. Phoebe. Wooey. <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Ross, boring. Okay, Rachel crazy. Why is Rachel crazy? Oh, man. Well, I love Rachel. I'm a Rachel apologist on this bo- podcast. Are you? Yeah. You would know if you listen, but, you know, you well, don't support your wife, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've i listened to maybe like 50%. Okay, okay. Anyways. Well, Rachel is, she is very, um, I, I don't know. She she scares me, so, frankly, Ooh, sometimes. Okay. With, like, uh I mean, in this uh, specifically this episode. this episode, like we'll get into it. Wow. I have thoughts. Wow, that's like that's really <clears> bad. <throat> She's bad. That's bad. It's not nice. And it's not nice. Yeah, and I I don't know. They, but yeah, she kind of. I don't know. She's we'll get crazy. into it. Okay. Crazy. Okay. We'll get into it. You know that I resonate the most with Monica. Oh yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah. It's a good thing we're married then. I know, right? Okay. Are you ready to get into the episode? Do you have any other final, any final thoughts for your first appearance on the Pivot Podcast? I, are, are you excited to be here? I am stoked. I, I think, uh, you know, every week you go out and do this thing and stuff. And so it's really cool to come here and see you. And she's, you guys got to see her. She's like setting up all the mics and the cords and she knows what she's doing. And she's got the recording stuff going and it's really, it was impressive and I'm excited to be here. I'm stoked. And, uh, Let's do this. Okay, let's do this. So the writer, Alexa Young, usually I really like Alexa Young episodes, so we'll see. The director is Gail Mansuko. Okay. Mansuko. Any uh, episodes he's done that I would know? Off I the think top of Gail my is a woman. Whoops. Any, uh, I mean, that is very assumption of me, but I, uh, Gail Mansuko has definitely done some episodes before that we like. Okay. We just mostly like the last name Mansuko. Mansuko. Um, and the original air date is October 12th, 1995. Wow. I was two. Two. Three. Yeah. Okay. No wonder you didn't watch. Yeah. Are you ready to get into the episode recap? Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a lot of me talking people because, you know, Natalie's not here. So <laughs> get ready for it. So really the main story I wanted to start off with is Phoebe's story. So we're at Monica and Rachel's apartment and a pigeon flies in, right? There's I love an, that scene. You do like this scene? I thought that was awesome. With yeah. the pigeon? I, yeah, I feel like um, you could really feel like Rachel, like either she was really doing a good job acting yeah. or she's like afraid of pigeons. <laughs> and she like, you could, it was suspenseful and I thought that was awesome. Trying to catch a pigeon in your apartment? Yeah. Hell no. In a, in a pan? In a pan, Yeah. So there's a knock on the door and it's Phoebe's husband, Duncan, which is a huge surprise. We have no idea if Phoebe has a husband. Right. Yeah. Did you recognize the actor that plays Duncan? Yes. I, I was going to look him up. Um, Don't worry. I did. You did? Yeah. Uh, what What other stuff is he in? I'll get to it. Okay. Good question. But yeah, I I'm so glad you asked. Rec- is he in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Um, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Probably Saving Silverman is the one you might know him from the most. He's okay. in a lot. He's in a lot. Yeah. Uh, so essentially the friends are all shocked. They they find out Phoebe has a husband. They're all shocked, but she tells them that it basically didn't mean anything because he's just a friend. He's gay. And she was just doing him a favor because he's an ice dancer and he needed a green card. Right. I, I wrote that down on my notes. So Duncan is a gay Canadian ice dancer that married Phoebe for a green card. Yeah. Okay. Which must be a common occurrence. You think that's common? (laughs) (laughs) I think that the green card thing is pretty common. Mostly people getting married. Like I would, I don't think I would actually get married to somebody that I didn't want to like stay with. But if I got, got wanted to get married to somebody for a green card, I'd totally do it. It's a stretch to get married to a gay person for a green card. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty weird. Would you marry a gay man that was Italian so that you could become go to Italy, an Italian citizen. Ooh, pretty, pretty nice. That's a good question. Tempting. Tempting. I'd love, I'd love to be, I'd love to be a dual citizen somewhere, especially in Europe. I'd love our kids to be dual citizens and like have like five different languages. 
That'd be so cool. Little geniuses running around. Yeah. We need to hire au pairs. But then they have to live with you and you have to pay them. You pay the pay the au pair? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. But, yeah. To be honest, I don't need some 20-something au pair living in our house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's a, a gay male au pair? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be doing any Jude laws, okay? <laughs> Deal. Okay, so Monica actually knows who Duncan is because she and Phoebe used to live together. Monica's mad that Phoebe didn't tell her. She's like, I fe- tell you everything, Phoebe, which is like also a stretch. Nobody tells anybody, everybody, anything. Like, you don't tell one person everything. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So Phoebe's like, this is not true. And Monica's like, uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, well, you haven't told me the bra outside on the terrace is from you when you were having sex with fun Bobby. Mm. So she she found out from someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Monica realizes that someone else was Chandler and, and right. Chandler okay. told her secret. That's right. That's right. And then Monica tells everybody because Chandler told her secret. Monica tells everybody that Chandler has a third nipple. Nubbin. Joey thinks it's a nubbin. Well, it, he said it was a nubbin and he's like, what do you think it was? You told me it was a nubbin. Isn't that what he said? <laughs> yes. And then Chandler reveals that Joey was in a porno movie. Right. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Would you ever do a porno movie? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Maybe the way that Joey does it in this episode, yeah. he chickens out and then just watches him have sex on the copy machine. Yeah. You want to hey. be an extra in a porno movie? Uh, I could do that. If you get paid well. If I, yeah. If they give me money. Mm-hmm. Be like, all right. Okay. So the next day, Phoebe goes to see Duncan. And Duncan blindsides her by asking for a divorce because he's in love and actually is getting married to a woman. Right. That's a bummer. He's not gay. Despite like trying for years to stay, to be in, like fit in with his other gay friends. Right. A very, a very ironic take on the coming out. It's basically like the, the gay revelation tropes course, but in reverse. Yeah. Like everybody experiments in college People are disappointed in him. Yeah. People are disappointed in him. All of that stuff. Yeah. So it's just like, they just t- kind of took it and flipped it on its head. what do you think about that? I thought it was, in, I thought it was pretty good on it. And to think that it was in 95 that yeah. they were doing that is, is funny. And, um, they, I feel like they were a little ahead of their time there with, um, yeah. Kind of being accepting of it. And I, yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty funny. I thought his little outfit while he was doing it was hilarious. His He's little matador a, outfit, matador, sequin matador outfit. It sweet. is it is interesting though because I think friends in Friends they get a lot of flack, or Chandler gets a lot of flack, and Joey for just homophobia in general and just kind of making fun of gay people in general. And it, it I think at some points it do, it crosses that line, but in other points they do it in jest, and I don't think it's that serious. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was this this instance it's just it's just funny cuz they took the whole thing and flipped it on its head. Right. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I thought Phoebe was kind of um uh not a great friend in that moment. Um to Duncan? Yeah. How come? Well, I I feel like she was kind of like pressuring him to try and be with her. Which I guess is weird because they're married. Yeah. Well, she's thrown off because she's like been in love with him, secretly been in love with him forever. And she's been really, really sad. Like she's just hidden the fact that she's been her, her, uh, his husband, her wife. But she, she kind of like, I guess, yeah, kind of is like, well, now I'm going to shoot my shot. If you like, if you had known this sooner, do you think we could have been together? So she does kind of shoot her shot. Fair. It's It's someone she's just like been in love with. Yeah. But honestly, Phoebe and Duncan don't go together. Yeah. Phoebe said, Duncan is so smart and funny. How could he be straight? Mm. I thought that was interesting. Only, only, um, smart, funny people, smart, funny guys are gay. Yeah. But I guess they're just kind of going from the ironic side of what the, what someone who's coming out as gay might would hear. Yeah. All the time anyways. Interesting. Yeah. So 
that's kind of the button on the Phoebe Duncan story. She, he asks for a divorce. She is really sad, but she gives him the she divorce. Obliges. And then she's being a good friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, a weird one-off story, but you know. Yeah, I wonder, um, does he lose his green card? Or is he going to marry an American woman? Another? I'm assuming he probably is marry, marrying an American woman. I'm interested, like, if you are married to someone and you have a green card and you're living in the United States and then you get divorced, do you lose your green card right away? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe you have to look that up. We'll Google that on our break. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yeah. The only other big storyline is really Ross and Rachel. And this one is an, an interesting one. Yeah. So at the coffee house, Rachel is still super jealous of Julie being with Ross. Do you remember Julie when we when I made you watch? You remember Julie? Yeah, he went on a trip and then mm-hmm. she was trying to get him to stop him before the flight to tell mm-hmm. her him that he she loved him. And then two weeks later he comes back. And he has a Julie. And he has a Julie. Yeah. So Monica's like, you have to get over it, because it is kind of just like get over it. Um, but Rachel doesn't respond very well. She's obviously spiraling because the guy that she's in love with is like with a Julie. So after everyone else has left the coffee shop, Rosk then asks Rachel, what's the longest that she's been in a relationship before having sex? And Rachel's like, why are you asking me this? It's a really interesting question for Ross to ask Rachel. Don't you think? Yeah. I, I wrote that down in my notes. Like, why is he seeking Rachel out for advice here? This is, that's, terrible not smart yeah and he later does talk to joey but yeah it is interesting that he picked rachel yeah i don't i feel like that's very um uh blinded of him or like Mm -hmm. very not he didn't have great awareness not very good self-awareness yeah so rachel realizes that he and julie have not consummated their relationship and she's actually pretty excited i would be if the guy i was in love with hadn't had sex with his girlfriend (laughs) Me, me too i guess yeah. what do you think what do you think is the right amount of time to wait in a relationship before having sex um i think i don't think you should do it on the first date or the second date but i, I mean i don't know I, I think it just depends <laughs> on so if the passion is there then you can do it yeah what if a woman came to you and is like I don't have sex for the first three months of a relationship. Would that be a turnoff? Um, Would you be like, why? I mean, I, I think, I think like three months, I'd, I think, I don't know. Six months? Six months is, I think that's a little, that's kind of pushing it. But I, yeah. I could see if, mm-hmm. if a woman had been hurt in the past mm-hmm. by men, then I could see them kind of putting up that barrier. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of limiting though. Do you think, is it slutty if a woman has sex on the first date? I don't think slutty is a fair term. Yeah. That's actually quite a derogatory term. Yeah. Do you think it's a turnoff if a woman has sex on the first date? I don't, I mean, I don't, I I guess kind of a little bit, but like, I feel like people just kind of do what they want to do and like it, (laughs) If you're, if you're attracted to them, um, then that's that. Yeah. I used to think it was kind of like a big no, no. Like if you actually really like a guy, then you definitely shouldn't have sex on the first date and like make him wait for it. Yeah. But I've kind of softened on that opinion a little bit. I think it's a turnoff if, if you know, someone has slept with a ton of people. Yeah. I think that that's kind of gross and they, they do like, uh, they talk about this. There's there's studies where it's if someone, the average person has had sex with nine people. Mm-hmm. So if you have had sex with nine people, then you're basically like you've shared the same area of, of like 81 people. And so those, oh. those numbers like really spike up and your your chances of having issues. And it's like an STD. Yeah, it's just kind of. um Gross. Yeah, so I think if someone has really been getting around. I think that's a turnoff, but like if someone is yeah. like, yeah, we had sex on the first date. That's just kind of like, Oh, it's cool. kind of like when we watch love Island and the guy's number is like above a hundred, like gross. that's pretty gross. That's so gross. I don't even honestly. Yeah. There's a few, there's a few guys that 
throughout the seasons and they'll be like, oh, I stopped counting at 100. And like, what are you doing, man? And also, like, I don't really believe you because that's, yeah. that's gross and weird. And how? And it's interesting. Like, I don't think it's just interesting to kind of like be proud of that. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's icky. I think it's icky. Can you imagine the amount of women that John Mayer has slept with? I thought he was with Taylor Swift. Not anymore. He's a. He's Didn't they just break up? No. Like just a couple months ago, she, Taylor Swift broke up with her. No, with John Taylor Mayer. Swift was with Joe Alwyn for a very long time. Who's Joe Alwyn? He is an actor from London. He's in one of the movies we saw, The Favorite. I don't know if you would remember it. He's oh, an actor from London. Taylor Swift, with, Taylor Swift was with Joe Alwyn for a very long time. John she Mayer's dated John Mayer. Sexy. She dated John Mayer like way back in the day. There's a debate between who took Taylor Swift's virginity, if it's John Mayer or Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, huh? She dated him too. Wow. Yeah. Good for, uh, good for Taylor. She's got. She's, she's got a good roster. But they they must be real heartbreakers because she can write some really sad songs about. I know it's great. Yeah. It's great. I, I heard she's um. I heard she's been hissing with uh, Austin Reeves. The Who's Lake, Austin Reeves? He's the Lakers. Uh, I, guess, I think he's a sophomore point guard. Or he was, I think he was, he might be a rookie. But When was this? I, I just, I read about it like a month ago or so. Really? She was also with, she was also with this guy, Maddie something. He was like a kind of controversial rocker, rock star guy. Hmm. Hey, if she's dating and having fun, good for her. Yeah, good for her. I wonder if she does it on the first date. <laughs> I don't think Taylor Swift does it on the first date. I doubt it. Yeah. She's a classy lady. Yeah. Honestly, she could. She'd and probably write a song her. about it if she did. Probably. Yeah. Shall we get back to Ross and Rachel? Sorry, yeah. You don't have to apologize. Okay. I I feel like we t- went down a very nice tangent there. I think John Mayer's had sex with probably a lot of women then. If he, if he's not with Taylor Swift anymore. Oh, yeah. He's had sex with multiple, multiple people. Um, okay. So, Rachel, Ross has asked Rachel for advice, right? Of, like, how long should you wait? And Rachel's like, you should just continue to wait. And this is kind of where we see kind of a not-so-fun side to Rachel. And I'm a Rachel apologist, but I even I have to admit that, like, this is not fun. Yeah. We see that Rachel's like nothing sexier than a man that doesn't want to have sex, which is not true. Yeah. That's right? not true. It, it's not true. Like there's nothing more than like, maybe this isn't going to work if a guy doesn't want to have sex with you. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be sexual attraction. Yeah. It's important. So she gives Ross the advice and he's a little confused, but he takes it. That night, Ross has like, What are you doing? <laughs> why, why are you getting advice Also like- her? It is, yeah, back to the original question of like, why are, like, kind of a plot line, plot hole. Why are you asking Rachel for advice? This is a dude's question. This it is, is a dude's question. Dudes and they give you good advice, like what Joey did. Give you a little pep talk. Yeah. So that night, Ross is everyone over for dinner. Ross pulls Rachel and is like, thanks for giving me the advice, but I talked to Joey and Joey told me to get over myself and just do it. Yeah. Great and advice. he's going to go with Joey's because he's like, then I get to have sex. Yeah. It's a guy's problem. Don't ask your friend who was a girl. Yeah. I wrote down in my notes that Rachel is being a cock block. She is being a cock block. She's trying to block. the. Cock. She has her reasons, but it's a bit of a manipulative cock block. Don't you think? Yeah. It's very manipulative. Yeah. So at, at Ross's house, Chandler whips out Joey's porno movie. And yeah. he wants everyone to watch it. And Rachel doesn't want to watch it because she doesn't want to like make a sexy mood. I have a question. What? What? So what were they doing? Were they all just there to watch the porno? Well, they were there to have dinner at Ross's house. Oh, okay. I think it was Ross's uh, effort to like get to Julie integrated into the group. Okay. I thought I wrote that down as like, were they just hanging out to... to yeah, that's the that's kind of the premise of the show. To watch a porno. <laughs> Well, no, even though Joey and Chandler do watch a lot of porn. Okay. There's an episode. I don't know if you've seen this episode, but there's an episode where Joey and Chandler get like free porn on cable and they just sit and they just sit and watch it for like 24, 48 hours. And they're afraid to turn it off because they don't want it to go away. (laughs) 
That's funny. <laughs> it is funny. So after the movie, like Rachel knows, like, so they watch the porno. It's funny, whatever. R- the porno ends. Ross, you know, obviously wants to have sex with Julie. Rachel knows, but she tries to stall by asking Julie her life story, hoping that it'll take all night and they'll be too tired for sex. Ugh. Again, another like not so fun manipulative move by Rachel. Yeah. That's super lame. Also, like, why don't they just, I guess they're just really nice giving her the time of day, but like kick her out, say party's over. I was out of my house. I know. I was thinking about that and like, I'm so, you know me, I am so like when I'm ready to go, I am ready to go and there is nothing you can do to get me to stay. Right. And I will probably like raise hell to, to try to leave like a place because I'm fucking tired. Yeah. And so like, they're all getting ready to leave and you can tell it's probably like 11 o'clock at night or late, which gives me anxiety. I'm like, oh my God, it's so late. Like time to go to bed. New York is just later though. They are. To be fair. And then Rachel starts with this whole like, let's get to know Julie thing. And I'm like, man, they probably didn't leave till like 1 a.m. And like Monica's, they're all exhausted. And I'm like, go home. Yeah. Like at the age that I'm at now, you could not get me to stay somewhere. I don't want to stay. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. Does it annoy you when I try to leave early sometimes? I think sometimes it annoys me, but you 90% of the time are correct. And it's like, we should go home. And then when you get home, you're like, I'm so glad we went home. Like, oh my God, thank you for making me leave. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. (laughs) So when they're finally done hearing Julie's lifelong story, Rachel asks Ross, they're like leaving. Rachel asks Ross, if he's going to still have sex and he's like, definitely. And then Rachel makes Ross nervous by making him aware it's the first time. And if it doesn't go wrong, it could be horrible. So rude again, like, Oh my God, just, it's just not a chill thing to do. Like, it's just not nice. Cock block. It's not nice getting into his head. Yeah. Okay. So when they're done, Rachel realizes that she's moving the moment. She's ruining the moment for Ross and trying to make him feel better by saying like what she would want to happen. And they actually end up having kind of a nice steamy moment in the doorway, which you're kind of like, Oh my God, are Ross and Rachel going to get together right here? But then they don't cause Ross breaks away and goes to back to having sex. Yeah. I thought that that was um, also very slimy by Rachel. I feel like she was really like turning up the steam to mm-hmm. try and like, potentially hell Mary Ross into cheating on his girlfriend that is waiting inside for him to have sex. And then I, th- I did think it was hilarious when Ross is like, okay, thanks Rach. Bye. And yeah. Like, I mean, Rachel uh, deserves it, right? Yeah. To what well, deserves to be not. Yeah. She deserves for Ross to kind of like leave immediately and go have sex with Julie. Yeah. Yeah. Next morning, Ross is as jolly as could be to the singing in the rain. I love that. Yeah. I love that in scene. Both the the start with uh Rach catching the pigeon. And yeah. Then the end with Ross frolicking about. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay, let's take a break and when we get back, we're going to chat background research bloopers blenders. I need your opinions. Sounds good. Okay, and we're back. Let's get into bloopers and blunders. We've already talked a little bit or no, we're going to get into background research first. I always do this. I always skip ahead. <laughs> okay. So a little background research. This is the first episode with Phoebe's name in it. That's kind of cool. And then again, in this episode, we talk a lot about Cobb salads. Natalie and I do love a Cobb salad, but a Cobb salad is kind of like a theme throughout the series. I'm sorry. Can you, did you say this is the first episode with Phoebe's name in it? Like as in the title? As in the title. Okay. Yeah. Just fun fact. Cool. Okay, can I get to the Cobb salad? Cobb salad. <laughs> Continue. So the Cobb salad, a Cobb salad is recommended again because Julie says that her first grade teacher was Mrs. Cobb, like a salad. Gotcha. Yeah. So You've been talking about a Cobb salad. I think you said it was in the last episode. I have been talking about a Cobb salad. I lo- Do you like a Cobb salad? Do you know what a Cobb salad is? Okay, so I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. It's lettuce. Yeah. Um, It's ranch. And it's bacon. Mm-hmm. And... That's all I know that's in there. There's like usually egg. Egg. Some Is there s- corn? Uh, not really. There's uh, tomato. Um, I like a cob salad. It's really good. I like really all good. those ingredients. So yeah, I'm in. Yeah. Okay. And usually maybe like a little chicken or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Amen. Okay. So I thought this was so interesting. This fact, Matt LeBlanc, who plays Joey, has actually done softcore porn. Really? In Red Shoe Diaries in 1992, it's an erotic anthology series that ran on Showtime in the early 90s. Wow. I, if anybody of the friends would do porn, it would be Matt LeBlanc, I think. So that was that was before his friends gig? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So wow. friends started in 1994. The softcore porn was in 1992. Wow. Yeah. I guess I'm surprised. I mean, when you think about it, Game of Thrones at moments could be like softcore porn. Yeah, that's true. It really started out as like some softcore porn. And then that show that we've been watching, Outlander. Have you have you seen many episodes with me? No, I've seen a couple. I've seen some boobs. There is uh, some fucking scenes in that show. Really? Yeah. It's crazy to think that that's on TV. But it's cable, so. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good show. So it far. is a good show. So, interesting enough... Having an extra nipple is not as uncommon as people may think. I know I did some research on this. Oh, you did? Would you like to share with the class? Well, I don't. <laughs> I'm sure you have more research, but I saw one in a hundred people have a, a, at least one extra nipple. Interesting. So mine says as many as one in 15 people may have one. I feel like yours is actually probably more accurate. Like one in a hundred seems like a more accurate stat to me. Yeah. One, I, I've never met. Well, I guess maybe we wouldn't always know if someone, maybe someone listening actually has an a extra. third nipple. I would get that shit removed immediately. I saw that it's called supernumerary nipple or oh. polymastia. Oh. Yeah. Sciencey. In this case, nubbin. And what, <laughs> as far as what, um, as far as what Julie was saying about how it, I did read somewhere that it, it was thought to, be, that's um, like an actual thing. What was the term she said? Vi- vivality, I think. Um, basically, like it's seen a sign of vivality. Sign of, I don't think vivality is a word. Okay, it was. It was a very virility. In, yes, it was a sign of virility. Of virility. Yeah, and, and I, women I dance that. around naked, and that's a thing. No, I think. Because in the show, she's like, in some. I think it was like. In certain tribes, like a third nipple is seen as virility and women dance around naked. Oh, okay. I think I, I looked up what virility meant and it, oh. I think it means like increased power. Okay. Like you're a powerful man. In my, in my research, it says that it does occur on men more often than women. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That would be interesting if somebody had a third nipple. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chandler does. Chandler does. So Steve Zahn plays Duncan. Okay. Who we talked about. Yep. So a a little background on Steve Zahn. He was born in Marshall, Minnesota. He looks like kind of like a Minnesota guy. His career kicked off in Minnesota when he- Ice dancer. Ice dancer. Yeah. He kicked off um, his his career when he crashed an audition of a local stage production of Biloxi Blues and won the role. Cool. So he's really talented. Initiative. Yeah, and he's been in a lot of like plays. Like I didn't, I thought he was more of a movie guy, but he does a lot of plays. Like he's pretty talented as far as like all around, you know, singer, one actor, whatnot. He trained at the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, Massachusetts, then moved to New York where he won a role touring for 13 months in the um, national company of Bye Bye Birdie. Wow. Do you know what Bye Bye Birdie is? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a play. It's a musical, I believe. What, what movies? What movies is he in? So he's he's. Oh, he played the lead guitar and sang in that thing you do, and he played guitar and sang in Saving Silverman. I pulled up his IMDb, and it's it's so long. Like I'm trying to think of the things that you would know. It says, oh, he was in the White Lotus the first season. Do you remember him from that? Yes. Okay. That's got to be what I'm thinking of. Oh, is him he the? From. Is he he's, the husband? No, he's yeah, not the, he's hu- the he's husband. husband. Yeah. Okay. So he was in White Lotus. Um, That's definitely yeah. where I recognize him from most recently. Okay. That might be where you, he was in The Good Dinosaur, Modern Family. He was in Dallas Buyers Club, Phineas and Ferb. He was in. I recognize, I recognize his voice. You do? Yeah. He was in Chicken Little. He was in Employee of the Month, Daddy Daycare, Stuart Little, Dr. Doolittle, 
saving Silverman. I mean, so much. Yeah. So Steve's on. White Lotus. That's probably where you're finding, recognize him the most. Mm -hmm. Okay. You ready to get into bloopers and blunders? Sure. We already talked a little bit about how stupid it is that Ross is asking Rachel for like sex advice. It's a dude problem. Yeah. What the heck? I would never ask one of my guy friends for sex advice. I could see Ross doing that though. I know. Like because he's, I don't know. I just feel like he's kind of can be like very lost and Mm -hmm. like he's very like book smart, but he's also, he makes silly choices and stuff. So I could see him doing that. Um, But yeah, what are you doing? He's not so much with the street smarts. Sometimes the street smarts, sometimes people that are really book smart, you know, can't find their way out of a uh, mug. (laughs) Out of a mug. (laughs) <laughs> that's a thing okay oh let's roll with it yeah. okay so our mood points storylines that don't make sense we already talked about that we real we um it's revealed that chandler has a third nipple and ross seems surprised by this fact but when you think about it ross and chandler used to be college roommates and you would think that ross would have seen the third nipple yeah right I, you would think that mm-hmm yeah in in college guys houses do guys walk around naked uh, I mean, so in, in my experience, in my dorm room, <laughs> we had a, we had a shower. So yeah. we had like a row of rooms mm-hmm. on either side of the hallway. And then like one of those rooms was a big bathroom with a bunch of showers. So you'd see dudes like walking Just down with their, with flying the, about. well, no, not full nakies, but like oh, okay. they had their towels on oh, and then you tally. would with your, with your shower caddy oh, and yeah. your stuff and you'd kind of scoot on in there and take a shower and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Individual stalls. So you had privacy and stuff. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So wash your little peepees. Yeah. (laughs) I would hate to be the room. As they do. (laughs) I would hate to be the room right next to the showers. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, so was your floor like an all guys floor? Our wing. Oh, the wing. Yeah. It was like you go up the stairs to the second floor. And then if you turn left, there's the wing with all the guys. If you turn right, there's a wing with all the girls. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Was there a lot of shenanigans? Yeah. In the showers? Oh, no. I, not that, that I know. That would be kind of gross. Yeah, I think that's gross. See, I never had not that, that college experience, so I don't know. Yeah. No, there wasn't. I mean, there was always shenanigans, but not. it's not like in the bathrooms, really. Kind of, yeah, that'd be gross. Yeah, that'd be gross. Bathroom sex is disgusting. Yeah, that is disgusting. It's gross. Germs. Who was it? We were watching Love Island, and that one girl had sex in a porta potty. Jess. That is disgusting. But they like t- didn't even talk about it. They're like, uh, I know. Everyone was saying their like worst, most embarrassing thing or whatever, and someone was like, "Oh, I flirted with this one girl, and then flirted with this other girl, and it was her mom." And it's like, that's not. That's like. It, who cares? But then. This Jess in girl a potty? had sex in a porta potty, and they didn't even care. No one talked about it or anything, and I like know. that just grosses me out. Maybe so they much. did, and they cut it for them. Maybe, yeah. Also, I think people that like have sex in airplane bathrooms—that's disgusting as well. Yeah, that's super. Do gross. not wear that like a badge of honor. You are gross. Yeah, that's so gross. Yeah. You know, being from the Mile High City, we technically are in the Mile High Club. Is that, is that I guess you could, I guess you could use that as a technicality. Technicality. It's a technicality for sure. I dropped my, my phone in the porta potty once. I remember that. And I was very mad at you. Yeah. I dropped my phone in there and I, I didn't even try. I've heard people like getting in there and fishing it out. And it's like, I, once no. it, once it went in there, I was like, it's gone. Not seeing that gone again. Forever. That's disgusting. It's so gross. It's so gross. Yeah. I, I did. I feel like I saw that someone had, it was like on find my iPhone or something and someone had found it or I don't know, but I found your phone. I think so. But I got like a new phone or I saw it was like being used somewhere. I have no (laughs) idea. Just, uh, Hey, if someone fishes that out, you deserve to have that phone from the porta potty. Serious. That's so gross. Okay. This is also kind of a plot hole when they talk about, um, when they talk about like the third nipple, Ross and Rachel jump over to go talk to Chandler and they're like standing on the table and Monica doesn't say anything about like, um, Hey, you're making my table dirty. Even though she's like a very clean freak. Good point. I thought, I thought Ross being all giddy and weird. There was very strange. Ross has some giddy moments, which sometimes are very endearing. Okay. But you disagree. 
I thought that was weird. Okay. He, he kind of, yeah, I don't know. That's he, okay. You can think it's weird. I think I thought it was weird. Okay. He looked like a little, like a little boy. Whip it out. Whip it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, um, when Ross and Rachel are talking in the coffee shop, the cups on the counters keep changing positions several times between shots. It's like, nice. if you watch the show, it's funny. Cause like anytime there's liquids or cups or anything like they, it's just a mess. They mm. never stay continuous. They're always moving around. That's funny. I never, never noticed. That. Yeah. Um, there is a hard blooper and I, Natalie loves these hard bloopers, but there is a hard blooper of, you know, when like they're talking in, in Ross's apartment and Rachel's trying to get them to not watch the porno movie. And she's like, Monica, back me up here. Monica's like, no, I want to see Joey. Do you remember yes, that? Yeah. In the blooper reel, she says it very like, no, I want to see Joey. <laughs> and then they all just start laughing. Cause she said it's so like raunchy. Okay. I thought that was a funny line from. Uh, yeah. I Monica think they actually used good. the blooper version in the show and then cut to like the normal scene. Oh, okay. After. Do you have any bloopers or blunders? I no, I don't. I didn't catch any. Okay. I don't have the eye for that. Other than, I mean, other than the one that Rachel is asking Ross for sex, or yeah, like Ross is plot, asking Rachel the plot, yeah, holes or whatever. Fashion watch. I got some. Oh, okay. Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I, I liked Rachel's USA shirt. I put that one down too. Nice. Right at the start. Yeah. With the black cool. high-waisted skirt. It's cool. Is that like a baseball tee almost? Mm, no, I wouldn't call that a baseball tee. No, just like a long sleeve. Just a long sleeve shirt. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, And then I thought Duncan's ice skating get up. I put that as well. Really? Yeah. The sequined matador <laughs> outfit was awesome. Yes. Um, And then I wrote down, Uh, would you say... Maybe this is like too meta and I'm just like way overthinking it. But I thought Phoebe's outfit when she was like mad at Duncan about the, um, about getting a divorce, getting, yeah. her outfit, like it was like a plaid white with pink stripes. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was like very fifties E of a I thing. put that down. Really? It's very, there's a, there's an actress, no, sorry, there's a model named Twiggy. It's very mod. I don't know if you know that reference, I don't. but it's very Twiggy mod style. It's, it is very like retro, which is weird because Phoebe does not, Phoebe's not retro or 50, like Phoebe is hippy dippy, but they've been experimenting with her style a little bit. And like, it's good. Like it looks great. Yeah. And I, well, I was wondering is like, maybe they were throwing that back as a fifties cause it was kind of a. Uh, an outfit that someone would wear when they're scolding someone about coming out for being gay or something. But maybe that's mm. too, that's probably too meta and too deep. I think that's a little too meta and too, too deep. deep. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't hate that outfit. I it just, it stood out to me. Yeah. And then the last one I had was actually in the first scene, Phoebe's shirt with like the dance, I think her dancer ladies yeah. on it. My mom has a shirt like that. Does she really? Yeah. And she, she loves it. That so, makes sense. Yeah. Shout out Lucinde. Shouts out. Yeah. So Phoebe gets to got, yeah, I, the pink, the, the white like plaid dress with the paint, like that looks, that's the really, really pretty. She looks really good. Yeah. I thought that was a good outfit. Yeah. They mm. usually put her in drapes and it pisses me off. Mm. Drapes are in <laughs> now. Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen Z likes drapes. They like them. Non-form, form-fitting, gender-conforming clothing. Sis. No. 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 What's the, what's the opposite of cisgender? What's it non, called? Non-binary. Non-binary clothing. Well, yeah. I, I don't. I think they're two different things. I think you're mixing up just like non-gender conforming. It's two different things. I don't think we have time to go into it right now. Deal. I'll explain to you on the ride home. <laughs> well, like the people that I mean, it's like non-binary people. No. Um. It's, it's a, oh, when we were watching that show with the fashion, fashion people. Ta oh, androgynous? Androgynous. Yes. Androgynous it, like, it clothing. Could be, it could be male or female. Right. That's, yes. That's what's in with the Gen Z, which is I got it. Dra draperies sometimes. Okay. We got there. It took, a, it took a minute. It a long Good God. <laughs> You're thinking about making the cut with Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. That was a also a good show. Walk. We got there. Oh my God. Okay. We made it. You ready to talk about best friend in front of me? Yes. 
So who gets your mug? Who's your best friend of the episode? All right. So my BFF, I want to say Ross because of the thanks range. Good night. Okay. He made a really good choice to not fall for that. Yeah. And, and then the frolicking at the end. Yeah. Like I, I think that was, that was cute and stuff, but at the same time, I feel like it's really dumb of him to seek advice from Rachel in the first place. Yeah. So he's out. Oh, okay. He's out. Yeah. And then uh, other than that, I feel like Monica didn't have a huge role mm-hmm. in the show. Like mm-hmm. she was funny and stuff. So that's cool. Phoebe, I was turned off with the misbehaving uh, or the, the upsetness of the Harsh. divorce. Okay. I don't know. I just, I was a little turned off with that. So I'm going to go with Joey. Oh, we're going to go with Joey. And yeah. Why? So I thought he was so funny when he was asking about the third, the third nipple. Yeah. Okay, what happens if you flick it? it yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. He also was like, just like how he was really upset because Chandler had lied to him and he told him that it was a nubbin. Yeah. And it's like, he didn't have any follow-up questions. Like, uh, he's just like, Oh, it's a nubbin. That's cool. So he was hurt. I thought that was really endearing. Um, and then I thought also that he was really cavalier about, getting uh when when it was brought up that he was revealed it was revealed that he was in a porno Mm -hmm. i feel like the friends were kind of like revealing each other's secrets and people were getting upset and stuff and joey kind of just turned it into like yeah i was in a porno like yeah he's not shameful about it at all right and i thought that that was really good and then also he gave ross the good advice to just perform and that so that made made him a, a really good friend. I I think that's a very you made a very good argument for Joey. Very I was like where is this going to go? Pro Joey. But it was a ve- that's a very good argument for Joey. Yeah, he gave the he gave the winning advice and Ross got laid. Get over yourself and just do it. Yeah. It's just like that's that's simple advice but Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my my best friend is Phoebe of the episode. Really? Yeah. Because I think Why? <laughs> well i think i it's a very phoebe centric episode and i do think she does a really good job like i think she obviously loved this guy enough to like do him a huge favor and marry him and then he asks for a divorce and i think it at the end of the day she was relatively chill about it and sweet and granted him the divorce fair and she that's fair and i think you know if she's like of course it's an unanswered question in her mind. If she's like, Hey, would you have ever chosen me? Do you think if you like, had you known earlier six years ago? Like, I think it's a very natural question to ask. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I think Phoebe is probably resonating with a lot of women that fall in love with gay men. Does that happen? Um, I honestly don't know. Hmm. I I'm assuming that there's like, because kind of sometimes like the thought is like, oh, he's way too good looking to be straight. Like gay men really take care of themselves That's and true. they look very good. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who's taking your wind? Who is your frenemy? Oh, Rachel is taking my wind. Yeah. I said Rachel too. It's not a good episode for Rachel. No, it's probably her worst episode ever. Really? The worst one? I think so. Oh, it's terrible. She's, she's being a cock, uh, cock block. She's a cock block and just kind of playing the mind games with, with Ross. I've seen some criticism that like Rachel's so manipul- manipulative and for the most part, I really disagree with that. But in this episode, it's not very good. Yeah. Not and, good. Not good. We've covered it all already. The, yeah. All my notes about why she's my, she's your my, friend of me. why she's taking my win. But. When you think about it, like, Back in season one, when Ross was like pining for Rachel, he never really crossed that line of like totally trying to sabotage. He like tried to talk to Paulo once about like, hey, maybe you don't get in in the way between Rachel and I. It didn't work. But like Rachel's like getting into Ross's head and like messing with it. Yeah. It's not a good friend. It's not. No. Bad friend. Bad friend. No. But you could say that Ross opened the door. Yeah. Ross was being silly. Very silly. Okay, Joey sandwich rating. How many meatball subs do you give this episode? So I give this I give this three meatball subs. Okay. Right in the middle. Three meatball subs. Yeah. I there's parts I didn't like. I I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Phoebe storyline. Yeah. Um just 
It's I, not great. It was an ironic take on the normal coming out. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so that was that was okay. And I really didn't like that Ross asked Rachel for advice. I feel like that's so that's just wrong. Um, but I think that the the third nipple and the porno <laughs> storylines <laughs> are funny. <laughs> brought it back, and then the beginning uh, with the scene with Rach catching the pigeon. I thought that was really like that, is that was cute. just really good acting and I yeah. thought it was cool. Well, you can feel like when she's the got suspense. the pigeon, like you can feel it almost as if you're like catching yeah. the pigeon in a pan and a pot in a lid. Yeah. And then um, the frolicking at the end with Ross mm-hmm. twice. Twice. Yeah. I well, somebody great. got some, got laid <laughs> twice. <laughs> so good. Okay. I gave this episode a two. Nice. That's fair. I, you know, the Phoebe Duncan storyline is like, okay, not my favorite. Rachel, like, especially when I rewatch this, I'm like, man, this is really not chill what Rachel's doing to Ross. And I don't think there's no real like good quotables. None of the other friends really have much to do. You know, it's, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I thought about it too, but I think three, two, three, it's pretty Gets the point across. Yeah. It's um it's funny because like I say like season two is one of my favorites, but this season I've given two twos out already. Wow. And Maybe how, I'm that just was the being the fourth episode? That was the fourth episode. Wow. I think last episode I gave it a two as well. Yeah. And I think Strikes. I'm just being more realistic about my ratings because like we did a re-ranking of season one and like you kind of get to think about like what's a really good episode. So I feel like the more you watch, the more you can like scale your your ratings to the right to the right rank as they compare yeah you see gotta be a stickler (laughs) (laughs) okay any final thoughts on the one with phoebe's husband um i'm gonna go see if i can find that uh matador get up for halloween no yeah okay yeah that's it Lovely. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Pivot Podcast. Thanks for being here and standing in for Natalie. Thanks for having me. I this hope you had fun. fun. I, I think, you know, I'm sure you'll come back at some point. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Season two. Maybe you'll actually start listening again and supporting your wife. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> or not. Okay, you guys, <laughs> you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Email us at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com. Do you have something to say? Oh no, I was I was just trying to time the ending. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. I thought you had something that you wanted to promote. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Follow along on Instagram at the pivot pod. Please engage with our Instagram. You guys were asking all sorts of questions, opinions. We want to know what you guys think. And um, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.